Tanan Hoson, we learn there, Mesichta Menaches. Shtei Alecha, Ushnei Kavsi Atzeras. On Shuiz, Atzeras, the Shuiz, there are Makriv, two Kvosim, and two loaves together with the Kvosim. And you have to make Tnufa. Tnufa means to make motions with them, just like we make Nanuim with the Lulav. You have to make the same motions with the Shtealechem. The Kohen has to do that. Kesad, who is, how does he do it? Meniach Shtealechem al Gabi Shneakos. He puts the two loaves on the two live sheep. Umeniach Yodoi Tachten. He puts his hand underneath the sheep. Umenif. And he makes Tnucha. Umeilich, Umeif. Now, Meilich means he carries it with his hands to out, away from him. That's like you make with Danuim, away from him. Or maybe he brings it back to him. Male, and he brings it upward, or maybe and lowers it. Just like we make Danuim. Shenema, Ashahunath, Vashahuram. So Hunath means on a horizontal direction, back and forth. And Hura means upward, perpendicular direction, up and down. Omar Abiyachanan, What's the significance of that? Melech or maybe the Misha Al Shalom. They do that to the one, means to Hashem, to whom all four directions belong. So now we learn not just once he extends it in front of him and back. No, it means in all four sides horizontally. It has to be horizontally all four sides. To show that Akodish Baruchu, Hashem Echod is everywhere. And Milo Omer, he brings it up and down, the Misha Shemaim Orashul, that above and below belong to Hashem also. That's the significance, he says, of the Tnufa that they make by Shtei Alechem and Shtei Kvosim. And the Rashisoda learned as follows Omer Abchome Baruch, Omer Abiyesa Bechanine, Melech Omevi. Now, this is not a contradiction, but it's another significance. In order to hold back the bad winds. Shouldn't be storms that destroy the crops. So therefore, you make horizontal motions to HaKadosh Baruch who controls the winds that blow horizontally. In order to withhold the harmful dew. Sometimes, they do when the rain comes in too much abundance and ruins the crops. So that's why we have perpendicular up and down motion. But it's all the same idea that our Kodesh Baruchu is in charge of all forces of nature at all sides. Omar Abiyese Ba'odin, the tame as some say Abiyese Ba'ozvila, Zoysameres, this tells us, Sheyore Mitzvah, the remnants of a mitzvah, can withhold retribution. It means, Yoyetzi the Lulav, Yoyetzi the the Kavsi Atzeres, and Shtealechem, even though he didn't make Tnufa. Tnufa is only Lechatchila, but if they omitted the Tnufa, they called Mizkosha. So the Tnufa is only Shiore Mitzvah, only remnants of the Mitzvah. And still, it has such a big effectiveness, it can hold back misfortune because 
it holds back destruction of the crops. Shehareh, Tanufi, Shehareh Mitzvah, it's only a remnant of a Mitzvah, it's not an of the Mitzvah. We owe it sellers, and still it holds back, to Uchus, Tuloim, Roim, so therefore, first of all, that we make now knowing with the lulav, just like we make tnufe with the snake kosim shteyalecha. And in addition, just like there, it's effective for the purpose of withholding tlolim loim and ruches loyes, so nanuim also are effective to protect the crops, even though they show him it's also the kavone. The Mishi Kolaru Heshelai. So all the Kavanis that are in the Shteyalechem, in the Tnufa Shteyalechem, also are intended for Lulav also. Oh, there's a big difference. Because the Tnufa in Shteyalechem is the Araisa. And Tnufa, the Nanuim of Lulav, is only Takonis Hachonim. But the Lord tells us that Sahakam made the Takonis Nanuim by Lulav, it has the same effectiveness. And it's moving of Shteya Lechem. Except here. Now, shouldn't be any error that Snufe was two lambs with the two loaves, and he put his hand underneath the whole thing. He held it in his hand, the two loaves and the two sheep underneath the loaves. And it was Menamia, all of them. Now, Baita. Mamtila. He brought the Lulith. He means he waved the lulav in front of him, or Maisel, and brought it back. It means he was making Nanuim, and he said, Omar said, Dein this, Gire, that's an arrow, Be'ene this Sitni, in the eye of the Sotan. Which means he was adding another Kavona, in addition to what we said above, adding a Kavona, this like a filler, we're attacking the Yetzirah, the lulav, at a sharp point, so the eye should enter, it should enter the eye of the Yetzirahara, it shouldn't be able to do any harm to us. It was like a tefillah. But he more says, well, I'll milsi, that's nothing. It's nothing. You shouldn't do that. Mishum because you'll come to incite him, to start out with him. It means, this is a principle, we find it again, anybody begins with the Yetzirahara, will find it uh, worse adversary. It means, uh, the less you fight against him, it doesn't mean you, have to, you shouldn't oppose him, but the less you insult him, the less he'll attack you. Ideas like this. The Yitzhahara is a malach. And a malach is doing the will of our Kodesh Baruch to test people. So therefore, it's not right to insult the malach. You can't curse the malach, insult him because he's doing what's his job. That's his job. Is to put people to tests and to tempt them. And therefore, anybody who does that is going to be confronted by bigger temptations than ordinarily. And that's why it says, don't do that. Say that. Mishnah. Somebody came. And he didn't have a lulav on the way. When he comes into the house, he should take the lulav at his table. It means, in the middle of the Sudha, if he finds a lulav, 
he has to take it and be mekayim the mitzvah. That's what he's telling us here. Lo not al shachris yitol bein rabayim. You can still do the mitzvah before the sun sets. Shikol ayim kosha lelula. So the mitzvah tells us two things. First, it tells us you have to be mafsik in case you didn't take the lulav before eating. You have to be mafsik even the sudi in the middle of the sudi. You must be mafsik. You can't postpone. And the second is that all day long is kosher in case you didn't do it before. Say that. You said, he has to take the lulav even at the table. Remember, you mean to say, the mafsik has to interrupt his sudi. We don't say, since he began eating, let him finish. No. He has to be mafsik in the middle. Or I mean, we have a kasha on that. We learn if people didn't have a minute, they forgot. And they were eating the suda in Israel. And they began eating the suda in Mavsik. They don't have to interrupt. They can wait till after the suda to have a minute. So what are you telling me? For a little you have to stop in the middle of eating in order to bench a little Oh, my Rabbi this case where it says you don't have to stop in the middle, where there's still time in the day to have a minute after the Sudha. And therefore, you don't have to be a mafsik. The Mishnah is talking where it's eating late, and if you'll keep on eating the Sudha, it'll already be sunset. You won't be able to bench Eslik. That's one shot. I won't remain with that. But that's what he wants to answer. Amarovah said, my kusha, the kasha didn't even start. There was no kasha to start with. That's why even though he began, he has to be mafsik. So therefore, since he began, he doesn't have to be mafsik. Not because it won't be time later to daven mincha. Say that. 